0: Today, I am going to introduce you to a new series that I am starting. It's a series about fighting. I've been thinking about it for months, and it's, re- it's one of those themes that just really can help you. Every now and then, you need to rethink the way you fight. The way you fight sometimes is the wrong way to fight. There's a right way and a wrong way. Today, I want you to learn how to fight from a new place. Some of you are in that new place. You've never been here in your life. This is a place that you didn't expect to be. This is a frustration you didn't expect to have. A conflict you didn't expect. A marriage turning in the wrong direction, and you don't know how to turn back in the right direction. How do you fight from a new place? Well, you have to rethink the way you fight, renegotiate your fighting techniques. And so let me pray for you, and you'll see how all this fits together in your life. Father, I pray today that those that are in the middle of a fight, those that are in the middle of a circumstance that they did not expect, I pray you would heal them today and give them guidance. Some came here, some are tuning in, some are streaming in, some are listening. Some in my church in Savannah are listening some lord god in our church here are listening some on demand are listening and they're saying god help me help me today find the answers i need and so god when they leave here today i pray they leave with the strength to fight right and to fight to win in jesus name can we give god one more big shout and a big amen come on come on in the name of jesus come on do that again that felt good Come on, do that again. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you today. One more time, just for good sake, come on. Hallelujah, Lord, we love you today. Glory to God. I'm sorry, one more good time. How about, Father, we thank you today. We give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Amen. Give Give me a fight amen. 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 You may be seated. Praise God. Sound like you're ready to fight. when you look in the mirror and you see the person in the mirror is that the person you expected you'd be today if you look in the mirror and you're not the person you dreamed you'd be the question is what happened what happened to you what happened to your money what happened to your family what happened to your children let's say you sit around and you've thought all that out for a while and you came with answers to all those questions Then the next question would be, what do you do about what happened to you? What do you do about what happened to your children? What do you do about what happened to your money? What do you do about what happened to you? Well, the first thing I think you should do is rethink everything. Every now and then you should pull over on the side of the road and rethink everything. Can you say that with me, please, come on. Rethink everything. Sometimes you need to do that if it's not going in the direction you wanted it to go in. If you look in the mirror and you're not the person you dreamed you'd be, It's time to rethink it. If you keep falling in and out of love with people and you keep falling in love with the same kind of people and breaking up for the same reasons, maybe you should rethink the way you pick lovers. If you keep going in debt and out of debt and in debt and out of debt, maybe you ought to rethink the way you manage your money. You know, you start rethinking things as you age. And you rethink a lot of things and you learn new lessons. And one of the things you should rethink as you evaluate your life is rethink how you fight. Now, as you get older, you have a lot of things to fight. I saw that one day when I was in Walgreens. You know, when you were younger and you go in Walgreens, you go to certain sections. Candy section, potato chips, soda, You stay over there. That's the section you go in. You don't even go go in these places to get medicine. You get a little older, things start hurting. And you find yourself limping over to the medication side of the store. And you start learning words that you didn't know existed. There are whole sections of the store I didn't go to when I was younger because I didn't need to go there. But as you get older, you find the Ben Gay section. <laughs> you find bandages. You find all kinds of stuff. And you start rethinking your life. But what's interesting is if you're not careful, the way you view your life will change because you find yourself in a new place. You can't run quite as fast. You can't go quite as as quickly. Life has changed a bit. Even if you're in shape, you still have to notice the difference in your life. And you have to rethink how you fight in life. Rethink how you manage life. Today, I want to take you to Daniel chapter 1. And I want to show you some young men who found themselves in a fight they didn't expect. When they looked in the mirror, it was a result they didn't expect. They did not imagine when they were young men, 16 years old, in Daniel chapter 1, that they would end up in the place they ended up. They ended up in slavery, an unimaginable circumstance that was far beyond anything they'd ever hoped for. When you get to Daniel chapter 1, there's a scholar named J. Dwight Pentecost, who in a well-known commentary called the Bible Knowledge Commentary made a comment that was fascinating. He commented on Nebuchadnezzar who returned to Babylon in August of 605 B.C. to receive his crown after his father died. And he returned to Palestine and attacked Jerusalem in September 605. September It was on this occasion that Daniel and his companions were all taken into captivity. Imagine 16-year-old kids now fighting a new fight and having to rethink the way they lived their lives. Have you ever come to a surprise moment, a surprise bondage, a surprise circumstance? Maybe for some of you, the surprise is the way you feel at this age. For you, that's a really hard thing. For some of you, it's the way your relationship has gone with your children. For some of you, it's the way your job has gone, you know, over the last several years. And you just really find yourself in this, what you consider to be unfair bondage. It almost feels like you've become enslaved to your schedule, enslaved to the way you're Life just runs. Every day is just chaotic. It's always a lot going on and you're trying to figure out what to do. And so you say, well, I'm going to fight this. But if you're not careful, you'll fight the wrong way. And you will frustrate yourself. Are you a frustrated fighter? Are you someone who's taking on life but you don't feel like you're winning? Could it be that you need to learn a very simple lesson. Repeat this subtopic with me, please. Say, learning to fight fight. from from a new place. This is part of a series that I teach called, Rethink How We Fight. But this particular message focuses on a simple lesson. You are sometimes fighting in a new place. This is a place you've never been before and it's not going away soon. This is going to be here for a few minutes. These young men were going to be here from the age of 16, some say up to 80. Lord have mercy. Have you ever had a long-term trial? Now you look at your children and you say, okay, now how many years will it take for me to get them right? some of you say well if I'm honest before God this is a 20 year project (laughs) I I mean I'm going to be in this circumstance a lot longer than I want to be in it if you have a special needs child someone that you love and care for you look at the child and you know the developmental challenges you must help manage it's not a one year fight it's not a two year fight it's not a three year fight it's a long term fight And you must learn how to fight from new places. You must learn how to operate in a season you don't like. You must learn how to operate in in challenging moments that you can't quite figure out. If you're with me, come on, say amen if you're hearing me. There's something about processing things and putting things in the right places. These young men in Daniel chapter one were taken captive. And here's what the Bible says. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem, and he besieged it. Imagine having your hometown captured. Then, verse 2 says, And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand with some of the articles of the house of God. Now, that can sound confusing because you'd think God would protect you, but there are moments in life You can put yourself in a place of judgment. You can put yourself in a place. And here's another interesting fact. Sometimes you didn't do it. If you look at the life of Daniel, and we call him Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these guys didn't do anything. These were godly guys. You can be a godly person and facing an unfair circumstance that you did not create. But you cannot dwell on that. Would you repeat that with me please say, "I cannot, I cannot dwell on that. on that." My husband got us in debt. You can't dwell on that. My children spent all the money. You can't dwell on that. There are moments in life when you can't dwell on who wrecked the company, who stole the money, whatever happened. Here's what you have to learn: how to fight from a new place. You have to learn how to fight from where you're standing. You cannot afford to spend your life dwelling on how you got here because you're in the ring and you need to put your dukes up because you are the one getting hit. And so you know this is true because you are depressed, you're sad, you're sitting in the corner looking and praying. God says, get up and do something. But in order to do that, you have to learn how to fight from a new place. So for example... Let's say you're fighting from an age where you don't move like you used to move. You used to just get up out the chair. Now you have to rock a little bit. (laughs) You understand? You're fighting from a new place. You used to have, you know, all these options. These were rich kids. The reason we know that is because when Nebuchadnezzar separated them, he said, okay, all the ugly people over here, It's true, he did. And all the good-looking, fine people over here, all the wealthy, educated kids over here, and he separated them, and he took all of the elite with him. And Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were a part of the elite. Check this out now. Say godly and fine. (laughs) Smart and intelligent. That's what they were. So here these guys are who come from, as teenagers, a privileged life and wake up one day in a new place. They're in a place, and I want you to notice a number of interesting things that took place. First of all, I want you to notice they were fighting from what is called, I call an enslaved place. They were taken captive in verse 1 through 3. Then I want you to notice they were fighting from a place that stripped them of their career and vision. The Bible says in verse three, the king instructed Aspenaz, the master of of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel and some of the king's descendants and some of their nobles, young men in whom there was no blemish but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. I want you to go get the finest guys and what we're gonna do is give them a brand new career a brand new vision for their life. This is totally amazing to these young men. You know, it's wonderful to be able to say, here's what I wanna do with my life. Here's what my father told me I was gonna do, but now your father is gone. You're not even at home with your parents. So they're fighting from a place where they're enslaved, they're fighting from a place where they've been stripped of their personal career and vision, and there's some of you that can relate to that. You would say, when I look in the mirror, I do not have what I thought I would, get, would have at this season of my life. I feel stripped. Here is a, an incredible moment. Not only have you lost all of that, you've lost your opportunity to control your life. You've lost your opportunity. Now they tell you, we're going to also uh, tell you what to eat. And we're going to rename you. Your name is going to be something totally different. Now I want you to practice this with me, please. Now here's how you do. I want you to get a name in your mind, you ready? Get the name in your mind, you ready? Do you have a name in your mind? Raise your hand if you've got a name in your mind. Raise your hand, okay, good. Look at your neighbor and say your name is, and then tell them the name that's in your mind. Go ahead, Ted. So your name is, there you go. You see how that went over? That went over good, didn't it? That went over real well. That's what happened to these guys. And listen to me Let, come on that's not really your name come back come back come on <laughs> here's the deal when you think about this you lost your career you lost your family you lost your name how do i fight here and, and, and understand this is a fight you can't win by being ugly i mean you just get killed so you got to learn how to fight from a new place, and I, I don't know why people don't get this, you know, I, I, I pay close attention to things, I really do, I, I, I realize that when I, if I'm going to get into a fight, I need, I need to understand what's going on, I remember when I was, I, I, was <laughs> I was a young pastor, and this big old guy came in my office, really big, really big, big, big guy, and he says, Lord told me to come here and talk to you. And this is before I knew better. I, you know, I didn't know this guy. I invited him in my office by myself, you know. So he comes in, and he says, hey, the Lord told me to come talk to you. So he, I said, really? He said, yes. And he said, the Lord, he started covering his sleeves up. He said, the Lord told me that you're going to help me with some problems I've got. And so I said, really? I said, you know, you probably heard from God. You know you did. I bet you heard from God. I said, I bet you heard from God. So what I did... But say, walk with me right out here, right out here. I know God told you the truth. And I went out there, and there was about like five big guys in my church. I said, now, tell me more about what God told you. <laughs> what else did God tell you? I think God telling you to leave, praise the Lord. That's what I think the Lord tells you to do. <laughs> Rethink how we fight. Sometimes you've got to fight differently. That's why some of you are losing, because you fight like you always fought. They are dealing with a circumstance that they don't control. And so they had to rethink this thing. Had to fight from a new place. I'm no longer 16. I'm no longer 18. I'm no longer. I'm no longer married. I'm single. No longer am I with children at home. I am, I am now fighting with no kids in the house. I have to rethink how I fight and learn how to fight from here. Say from here. From here. Not where you dream to be not where you think you should have been, where you are. You can't spend your life dwelling on what you used to have. And so watch what happens. They're fighting from a new place. Verse five, the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which they drank. This is chapter one, verse five. And three years of training for them so that at the end of that time they might serve before the king. So, okay, so you changed my name, you, you put me in slavery, you put me in a three-year training program and now you're going to tell me what to eat. So they decide, let's talk this through. They, they decide that they would sit back and approach this with purpose. So let me give you what I call fight plan. If you wanna fight, here's how you fight. Number one, fight with purpose. Sit up with me please, come on. Fight with purpose. Verse eight of chapter one says, but Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, I like this part, he requested, chapter one, verse eight, he requested of the chief of the eunuchs. Hey, man, listen. uh, I know the king wants us to do it this way. And uh, you know, can we, can I propose an idea to you? Can, there's a special diet that we have that we would prefer to eat. And if with your permission, we would like to try this diet. And if after a few days it doesn't work, we're willing to, you know, we'll talk again. But I, I, I just, what, would, what do you think about that? Notice he came and requested. Now, that's the nice way. The ghetto way is to look. I ain't doing nothing. Kill me. Let's go ahead and kill me. See, that's the, that's, that's the. You don't know, want to fight from there. That's the wrong way to fight. Everybody say this word, please. Say attitude. attitude. Sometimes God can't bless you because you slip ghetto so fast. You you understand? You you slip over in the in the in the in the wrong attitude real fast. So these guys are smart. They fought with purpose. He purposed in his heart. I would uh, rather not do this, and he came with the right attitude. And what's interesting is the Bible said in verse 18, at the end of the days, when the king had, had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the units brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar, and the king interviewed them. And among them all, all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. That's, you call them Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. These guys all looked better. They all felt better. As a matter of fact, verse 17 says that they they had great knowledge. Verse 15 says they were, when they brought him back after 10 days, they looked better. They were stronger. Now, what's interesting is they would have never had that victory. They would have never been seen that way if They had a bad attitude. I wonder how many times have you fought the wrong way and had an unnecessary series of events because your attitude was wrong. Now, I know it's easy, it's easy to justify your frustration. It's easy. You you could say, well, you know, I'm enslaved. They shouldn't have put me in slavery. You can have all the right reasons. But that's not important because you're in a new place. You're at a new season of your life. And if you fight as though you're not here, you're going to lose. I like to tell my kids, please don't be the dumbest one in the room. (laughs) I might be dumb, but I don't want to be the dumbest one in the room. I want to make sure that, that I know where I am. I wanna make sure that I'm clear that if I step three more steps that way, I will go down. This pulpit tells me, that's your boundary. Pay attention. Now, one time I was preaching and I forgot where I was. This is a true story. I forgot where I was and I went down like Superman. I flew off the pulpit. And ever since then, I feel the Holy Spirit saying, don't you see, yes I do. I watch and preach, praise God. I watch and <laughs> preach. Where are you? You don't have that much money. You can't go into business like that. Start off slower. You can't fight like you're someplace else. You have to, when you go to the car dealership and you are, you're fighting and believing for a new car, you gotta fight with the budget you have. Don't go to the Mercedes lot and you know you got Volkswagen money, go to Volkswagen. You need to pause for a minute and back up and say, let me fight from where I am. If you're dealing with a person who is not, not, not all there, if you're dealing with a person or a job or, 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 or someone that's insecure, back up for a second and decide to fight, but fight a different way. I'm going to give you five ways to fight that I think can make fighting work for you. Five things that I see in Daniel's story throughout the book of Daniel that are fascinating. The first thing is, you gotta fight with excitement. There's there's nothing like an excited fighter. Someone that's engaged in the fight, someone that's really excited. I think that sometimes Christians, you know, we're excited in church, and we, we shout, we yell, and that's good. I mean, that's a good place to start, but if it doesn't roll out the door, if in your life there's not this, this sense of excitement, and I really, I really found myself, I was, I, was, I was exercising one day and I was, you know, I felt I was praying, but I really wasn't praying. I really was complaining. And, and I, I took, without knowing it, I took the position that if life wasn't perfect for me, what I was gonna do is tell God about it every day. And I was just going to just, God, I'm believing by faith. I'm, you're going to fix this for me. And, and what, but what if, what if this was going to take a minute? And I was, as I was working out and exercising, the Holy Spirit spoke to me so strong. Stop it. What are you doing? You sound like you're complaining all the time. Why don't you get excited? Why don't you get excited? Listen, if you, if you look in the mirror and you don't like your head, look at your feet. Get excited about something and it works. Oh, that got some handsome feet, Lord. I'll tell you what these feet find something to be excited about. I'm telling you, it'll change the whole church if we get excited about something, if we fight from where we are. Listen, if there's something about coming to, to life, coming to the challenges. First of all, first of all, accepting where I am. I'm not saying I'm gonna be here forever, but let me not stop dreaming. I am here and I'm gonna fight from here and I'm gonna fight from here with excitement. I'm gonna praise my God. I'm gonna lift up my hands in worship. I'm not gonna be a sad person. Come on church, say amen if you're hearing me. You. There's something that happens in you when you decide to be excited. I just, I just say that every day, I'm excited. I'm excited, I am, I am excited about my wife, excited about my life, excited about my future. Second thing, fight with a plan. Say that with you, please. say fight with excitement and fight with a plan now i want you to notice that throughout the bible one of the things you see and without throughout especially daniel's life when when he when he saw this this offer to eat this food they stepped back and said what can we do to fix this we don't want to eat this food we don't want to insult them we don't want to get killed standing up for what we believe in so they came with a plan how about giving us a 10-day trial? What is your plan? You're not fighting with the plan. You're just fighting. You're just taking on everybody. That's not, that's, not, that's not how you win. You fight with the plan. And then thirdly, you fight the right enemy. Say that with me, please. Come on. Fight the right enemy. The guy who, who was enforcing the eat rule was not their enemy. He was just doing what he was told. Every now and then in your life, you have to be sure you're clear who you're fighting. I mean, if, if you really get lost, you'll pick a fight in the wrong place. When my kids were little, and I remember one incident in the mall, my son, he was, he was little. No, he wasn't little. That boy was about, about 12. And I don't know when they get 12, 13, they they know everything and you get to be a little dumber. I don't know. Things changing. And I tell you, I I was in a new place and I don't know what it was in that mall, but he looked at me and he said, I'll never go to the mall with y'all again. (laughs) That's what he he said. He said, he looked at us and he told my wife and I off. He said, I'll never go to the mall with you again, Ever. And I I didn't know what happened. His friends saw us together. And you know, at that age, that's embarrassing. You're in the mall with your parents. I don't know what it is, but that's what he thought. And you know, but the way he said it, I missed it. It went over my head. I took, I wrote, I said, what'd you say to me? (laughs) See, I missed the point. I'm about to fight the wrong person. He's not my enemy. He's my learning son. He's at a season of embarrassment. You have to help him through that. Sometimes when your mate is upset with you and and, and acting in ways, sometimes you don't know where he's at. You think you're fighting him. I, I love this great verse in Ephesians 6, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Sometimes you're fighting the wrong person. You think it's your, you think, do you think that, This problem you're having is really about flesh and blood. It's about that person. I love the fact that Daniel looked around, saw his circumstances, and didn't pick on the guy who enforced the rule. He didn't pick on the guy. He he looked above the guy. Some of you need to look above who you're frustrated with and fight with a new plan and with a different attitude. Fight the right enemy. Say it again. Come on. Fight the right enemy. You really think it's your, you really think it's your ex, ex that you're fighting? You really think, yeah, it looked like him in the mirror. Every time I go, it's him, I'm fighting. No, no. The enemy is trying to destroy your life. And if you don't step back and plan better, if every time you see him, you're getting into these big arguments and these big fights, if you keep going in the supervisor's office, telling them off, because you know they hired you to give them all wisdom. That's why they hired you. And so, what you want to do is sit in the break room and tell everybody how dumb everybody is in the company, but you. That's not a plan. That's the wrong way to fight. It's just not the way to win. And so, you need to back up and say, "This is the wrong way, and this is the wrong attitude." So, say with me, please: say, "Fight with excitement. Fight with, excitement. Fight with, a, plan. Fight with a plan. Fight the right enemy. Fight with and here's a big one: fight with the right attitude." If you can pull that together and say, I'm going to fight with the right attitude, and I've said it, but I'm going to say it again, and I'm going to fight from where I am. I don't like it. I don't think it's fair. But this is where I am. These guys took this incredible attitude and they became amazing. Just like you can be amazing. Or either you can take another attitude. You can take the attitude of anger and you can just be an angry person. And you can make anger your starting place every day of your life. You can spend years introducing yourself by what happened to you and what you're angry about. Every new man you meet when you're single, you can introduce him to what you're mad about. Hi, my name is Susie. And I've been hurt. And I don't want you to hurt me. I can't stand my last five boyfriends. I'm not gonna stand you if you hurt me. That's how you can start. Everybody that meets you starts with what happened to you. You can fight from that place if you want to. You can make that your place. You can become a, a very bitter person, a very selfish person, or you can say, you know what? I couldn't control all that. I, I, didn't, I didn't orchestrate all of that. But that's where I am. So what I'm gonna do is pick a new place. And I'm gonna have a new attitude. In this, I, don't, I didn't wanna be single. I didn't wanna be, I didn't wanna be in this financial place. I didn't want this to happen to me. But what I'm gonna do is rise above it. I'm gonna do something that Ruth did. Ruth was amazing. Ruth has had a series of circumstances in her life that she never expected. She lost her husband, amazing. And in this culture, when you lose your husband, you lost everything. She lost her house, she lost her husband, she lost the hope of having children in the future. All she had left was her mother-in-law and her sister-in-law who both lost their husband. Everybody's husband died. In that moment, She could have sat there and been a bitter person. But if you read the book, you know what you discover? She didn't didn't submit to that. She decided to be different. She decided to be the kind of person who said, okay, this was forced upon me. These are circumstances I can't explain. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pick a new direction for my life. I'm going to start from here. Catch this now. That's with no husband." with no finances, a whole lot of heartbreak, no children, and no place to live. So what am I going to do? She could have just sat there and, and, and did this all of her life. I'll tell you what, I had a hard life. My husband died. Yeah, he died. I'm like, I ain't got no place to go. What am I going to do? She didn't do that. She said, Naomi, where are you going? And she looked at her sister-in-law, sister-in-law, sister-in-law and she said, no, I'm not going with you. I don't want to start with you. I'm starting with Naomi. Naomi was an older woman but she was the best route. And she looked at her and said, where you go, I go. When you die, where you die, I die. And she got up, went with this woman, and when she went there, listen to what happened. She got there to a new land, a new place, started with the lowest paying job. She went to the McDonald's. She went to the Burger King of the neighborhood. She started at the bottom. Picking up wheat. That's all she could get. But she was not too proud to pick up wheat. Come on, sitting and say, I must, I must fight from where I, I am. Where I am, am. Even, if even if it's unfair. She started where she was. And then she didn't have a bad attitude. She didn't say, I'm not going to work while this older woman sits at home. She can't work. Now I'm going to go out here and bring the weed in and make all the money and take care of her. She didn't do that. She looked at Naomi, you are older, I am younger, I'll go work. And she went out there, and let me tell you what happened. When you fight from the right place with the right attitude, when you have the courage to start where you are, people will notice you. People will notice you. God will cause favor to fall on your life. He will cause opportunity to come your way. So she's out there working and this handsome man rode by and he said, who is that? Who is that? Who is that girl out there working without complaining? Who is that girl out there working and she's staying focused? And all she could do was pick up wheat. She didn't even know how to pick it up right and he looked at her and they said these words. They said, that's Ruth. That's the woman who stuck with Naomi. After her husband died, she didn't leave her. That's that young girl who has a good attitude. She comes early, she stays late, she doesn't complain, she's glad to have a job, she's thankful to be here. She's working from where she's at. And let me tell you what happened. He said, give her a raise. Give her extra opportunity. Tell, tell her, pick up the wheat behind the guys. When they drop it, baby, just pick it up and carry it on in. And I want to tell you something. That's what God wants to do in your life. God wants to bless you, but he can't bless you if you're going to fight from the wrong place with the wrong attitude. You're going to have to say to yourself, I don't care what happened to me. I'm going to rethink how I fight. When I leave here today, I'm going to scare everybody at the house. When I go back to work tomorrow, I'm going to scare everybody. Because you're not going to be fighting from what happened to you. You won't walk in the office with your dukes up. You won't have this, this, this thing on your, on your, on your chest from your, for your husband or your children. You won't say you embarrassed me and you went to jail and now my name, you won't start there. You're gonna say, listen, listen, I, I have a child who has had some bad experiences. We're gonna start from where we are. We're gonna start fresh all over again. Come on church, are you hear what I'm saying to you? We're gonna start where we are. And we're going to lay this down and say now in the name of Jesus I'm not going to apologize and over apologize anymore I know I'm not where I thought I should be when I look in the mirror but I'm going to rethink how I fight I'm going to rethink my attitude and I'm going to find God's hand on my life and I'm going to tell you when you read the book of Daniel when you read the book of Ruth here's what you see blessings follow them at the end of the book God exalts them they become the great Daniel and his friends, become the greatest advisors that the king had ever known, and they start lasting beyond, beyond that king to the next king. God began to multiply their lives, and God will do the same for you. You may, you may look like you're in slavery, but God will make you free. Come on, say amen. God will give you favor. I want you right now. To believe with me that your life today is going to take on a new beginning, that you're going to rise to a new place, and there's going to be a brand new you. You're going to walk out here today, and you're going to say, man, I'm ready to fight. Praise God. I'm ready to fight, but I'm not going to fight like others fight, because here's what the Bible says. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. I believe that I can fight and I believe that I can win, and I don't have to cuss nobody, I don't have to kick anybody, I don't have to shoot anybody. Come on, say amen. I don't have to steal. I don't have to sit in the break room and talk about the boss. I can fight on my knees. Come on, say amen. I can fight on my knees, and God will give me victory. If you believe that's true, stand up on your feet, give God some praise, and say to yourself, I am going to rethink how I fight. Give God some praise. Clap your hands and shout. I believe today that your people, some of them came in here and they were discouraged. Some are watching, watching right now from Savannah. Some are watching, some are watching from around the country. Some are are watching this and Lord, I, I know that I came in here fighting the wrong fight. So now I'm going to calm down and back up a little bit. Lift those hands up. And Father, we're going to surrender to you today. We are going to fight. We're not going to just eat anything. We're not going to just accept anything. But we're not going to fight like the world fights. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And God, I declare victory in this room. Miracles are going to fall in this little room. People are going to see God come in and do things. God's going to open doors for them. God's going to bless them. Miraculous provision. Miraculous provision. Unexpected blessings. Unexpected favor. Hallelujah. Promotions they never planned for. Father Joseph was put in slavery, but you promoted him every place he went. You gave him favor. So God, I declare upon your people's lives, favor and blessings. Favor and blessings. Hallelujah. That woman that feels she'll never be in love again because her heart's been broken. Healing in Jesus' name. The right one will come. The right man will come. The right woman will come into their lives in Jesus' name. You will bless that man with the woman. You will bless him. Lord God, the one that has has wrecked their name, they've been to jail, they have, but Lord, you will restore them. Blessings they did not expect. Favor they never expected. I want you to look at me for a second I want you to hear this the, the motivation behind this sermon is my personal life when my church had 50 people I wanted 75 and then I got 150 and I got 250 and I got 1,000 and 2,000 and 3,000 and it's amazing at every stage at every level of blessing you start complaining because when you get 3,000 guess how many you want 4,000 And you spend your life frustrated because you don't have something over there. I know guys with 10,000 members, and they still not happen. I know people, some of you business people, you work so hard, if you're not careful, you will, you will, you will spend your life and this would help me frustrated because you're not a place you thought you should be. But the Bible said the eyes are never satisfied with seeing. You'll live your life frustrated. What this has done for me, I don't know what it's done for you. This sermon, but what it did for me it says Temple. Be happy where you are. Yeah. Be happy where you are. Sometimes I have a little less money than I want to have. Sometimes I have a little less opportunity than I want to have. I mean, you know, you're in different places at different moments. But wherever I am, I'm learning fight from here with a good attitude. Whether you up there or down here, fight with a good attitude. And don't, don't, don't murmur. Don't complain. Now I want you to go home and scare people. I want you to go home and scare people. I want you to stop talking about how, how heavy you are. If you are 50 pounds over, you fight from 50. If you are 20 pounds under, you fight from 20 under. You fight from where you are. If you're 55, if you're 45, if you're 30, wherever you are, fight from where you are. Learn to fight from here. Learn to be happy here. Now Lord, let that be a declaration in our hearts today. And let us leave this place with a commitment to never murmur, never complain, But we're going to fight. Now I want you to lift those hands one more time. We lift up our hands to you. Anoint us to fight your way. Anoint us to fight with your attitude. Anoint us to do it the way you taught us to do it. And we will never be the same from this moment forward. In Jesus' name, amen. Give a big shout. Come on, a big shout.